0: At minimum, cinnamon has many a pleasant use for fever and digestion or if you have a sore tooth. Brush your gums with cinnamons or ingest for diabetes type 2. But most of all, perhaps you know, cinnamon raises our vibrations burn a pinch on a bit of charcoal, or prepare yourself a libation. Holy and sacred is this bark, helping priests to get even higher, or sprinkle some inside your wallet if it's money that you require. From the Shekinah to psychic powers, we truly love this spice. For drawing coins and protective virtues, cinnamon sure is nice. Greetings! Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally comedic, poetic podcast about mysticism, spirituality, the esoteric, and magic. On this season of a thousand serious moves we're diving into the practical some of the practical and magical uses of herbs and spices in case you didn't catch that at the beginning of this episode or from the title today's spice is cinnamon <clears throat> i figured it was appropriate since we're tis the season for holidays next week is thanksgiving I was going to do, I guess I'm not really doing these herbs and spices in alphabetical order because I'm going to go back and I'm going to do chamomile and probably cayenne. So, but I wanted to do cinnamon for preparation to Thanksgiving. Tis the season for pumpkin spice. Next week there will not be an episode because I'll be in the big H, H H-Town, hold it down, visiting Mi Madre for the day of thanks. I'll be there all week. So that'll be nice. H-Town, hold it down. All right. Yes. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can book a tarot reading with me. I have added many options for tarot readings on the website. So you can get a one card reading and you can get up to a full-on angelic reading where we get in touch with your holy guardian angel and see where it is that you are in terms of like your fate path and what forces to work with and what forces and dynamics to let die and fall away. So there's a whole range. You could spend $11 or you could spend $111 depending on what you're going for all are beneficial for you and also for this podcast. And so to book your tarot reading with me, you can go to samantha.as.me. That's samantha.as.me. You can also purchase art from my Etsy shop, Tis the Season for Holiday Gifts. What better way to... Support this podcast and give a unique gift to your loved ones by going to etsy.com/shop/Henael777. That's H-A-N-A-E-L seven seven seven. Yes. So here I am burning my cinnamon incense. Today I made a blend of incense with powdered cinnamon, a little bit of myrrh, or it's it's a type of myrrh from Mexico, and a couple drops of rose oil. So two plant materials and then a couple drops of the essential oil of rose. So cinnamon, myrrh, and rose. Doesn't that sound sexy? These scents remind me of the shekinah, the divine feminine aspect of God, um, corresponding with the Hebrew letter hey, which corresponds with a window, which corresponds with spontaneity. I don't know if any of that made sense. I don't know if anything that I ever say makes sense. What I do know about cinnamon is that it I associate it based on the Bible and my own personal experience with the divine aspect of uh, the female aspect of God and so they say that Yahweh had a, a wife Yahweh being um, the Jewish name for God and I speak that without fear I'm thinking about the first commandment because some people don't say the word or the name. I guess I'm not saying the full-on name. yud hey vav hey. So I was going to read some poems that I wrote, but I actually want to just, since I'm already talking about the Shekinah and the feminine aspect of God, um, Here in the Song of Solomon, which is probably my second favorite book in the Bible. The Psalms win, obviously, uh, but the Song of Solomon is number two. And this book obviously was written by the alleged figure of King Solomon. And on its face, it seems like it's a love poem to a woman. On a deeper level, it's our longing for the divine. I know that in my own life, I tend to fixate my desires externally, whether it's for a man, money, clothes, approval from others. But everyone knows that none of these things ever fully satisfy the deepest longing of the soul. Whether or not you're a straight up addict, we all are looking for that next hit. Likes on Instagram. Money in my pocket. Fucking a really hot guy. I guess I'm just speaking for myself. Maybe those things are fine with you. But it's like... Every external longing that I have is really just a fallen star from my true longing for the divine that which is unknowable and that is what we're talking about in the song of Solomon In the Song of Solomon, chapter 4, there is a reference to cinnamon, as well as some other herbs and spices and plants. And so we can get a sense for some deeper mystical and magical layers that are going on here in the text that aren't just what we think that the book is saying. There's like four different layers to the text itself. And sometimes we can get deep Gnostic insight into things if we look below the surface. Okay, so I'm gonna read Song of Solomon chapter four. It's, It's probably one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. Here we go. The beloved behold you are fair my love behold you are fair you have doves eyes behind your veil your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount Gilead your teeth are like a flock of shorn sheep which have come up from the washing. Every one of them bears twins and none is barren among them. Your lips are like a strand of scarlet and your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like a piece of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built For an armory, on which hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. Your two breasts are like fawns, twins of a gazelle, which feed among the lilies until the day breaks and the shadows flee away i will go my way to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense you are fair my love and there is no spot in you come with me from lebanon my spouse with me from lebanon look from the top of amana from the top of sinir and hermon from the lion's den from the mountains of the leopards you have ravished my heart my sister my spouse you have ravished my heart with one look of your eyes with one link of your necklace how fair is your love my sister my spouse how much better than wine is your love and the scent of your perfumes than all spices your lips o oh my spouse drip as the honeycomb honey and milk are under your tongue and the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon a garden enclosed is my sister my spouse a spring shut up a fountain sealed your plants are like an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, fragrant henna with spikenard, spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all the chief spices. A fountain of gardens a well of living waters and streams of Lebanon. Awake, O north wind, and come, O south. Blow upon my garden, that its spices may flow out, that my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruits. Love of the divine. Surrender to the divine. This is a practice. The ripening of gnosis. Sometimes I forget the ground to begin with. When I wake up from a dream about my ex-boyfriend who was turning green. I wasn't afraid to remember the myth of Osiris. That death is not the end nor birth the beginning. I think a lot about death and life. I think a lot about Open luminosity. I think a lot about receptivity, spontaneity. What's the difference between self will and my higher powers' will? My self will is predictable linear, force fed, makes sense on paper, constricted, definitive, based on accumulated information within a particular framework. My higher powers will is spontaneous, open, expansive, luminous, pervasive. It's pure without dogma. It is non dual wisdom. This is the view that I seek. What is enlightenment anyway, but A remembrance of what is already the case. That which is unknowable. And yet I desire it. It's like a sexual burning desire. And any other desire that I have for a cigarette or a hot guy with long hair from California... These are all just dim reflections, sparks and reminders of my true longing for the divine. If I long for anything or anybody, it's for that. Without conception, Without substance, beyond time or dimension, beyond beingness, or non-beingness, this is the balm of Gilead. And yet I feel drawn and every direction that next hit of dopamine that notification that requited love that storybook ending what a joke talk about a comedic podcast that storybook ending If it makes sense on paper, I don't want anything to do with it. Hell, the paper appears, the pen appears, but its meaning changes. I don't care about Caring about anything other than the divine. This is my goal. This is my intent. This is the grindstone that grinds away at me. Temptation nipping at my heels. Am I worthy to open the scroll? Am I balanced in my pursuits like a glass of cool water? How do I harness the flame that burns deep within me with ever longing for things that appear to be outside me? But none of this is even real. Remember? Did you know, do I know that which is unknowable? It appears so real though, these scientific equations, this accumulated information or how big his dick is, how much money is in the bank. But I know a few millionaires who said that money didn't make them happy. Well, let me find out for myself, right? Like, but it's like this. It's like, I used to be really, really, really thin when I was on Adderall or methamphetamine. And I thought, Ah, how I have arrived. That was what I was taught. That was what I was told by a sick society. And then, here's the thing. When I got clean and gained weight, it's like this voice inside me, this inclination this habit pattern of the mind saying you're not enough like you're not enough like do more be thinner get a taller boyfriend one with a bigger dick get a boyfriend who's got more money get more laughs Get more shows. You gotta be a best seller. Or else you're fucking garbage. Or else you're nothing. All this. External. Longing. That's never enough. It's never enough. Once that. Shot of dopamine is done. I'm looking for the next one. Like, what else could I post on Instagram to get approval? It's so embarrassing, you know, to not be famous. To not get the approval of a sick society. I'll blaze a trail straight to the pits of hell. I'll blaze a trail to fucking nowhere. And it's like, people still ask me, like, like why don't you do comedy? Like, we want you to do comedy. Like, make us laugh. And it's like, dude, I don't fucking want to. Like, it's like, I just gotta bury that shit. Like. i'm just fucking tired tired of talking about it like i'm tired of talking to people i'm tired of talking about people i'm tired of just about everything but seeking the divine truly like i mean this is just like am i just venting my love of that which i don't know like i mean this is like who gives a shit right like This is not at all what I had planned to talk about. I was going to read some poems that I wrote. You know, one is basically a conjuration to Lucifer. I realized after the fact, I'm like, should I even read that? (laughs) Should I even read that on the podcast? Like, so I guess I will. It's not really a conjuration. It's a poem. Also, Lucifer is still Venus, so, all right, it's called, this poem is entitled D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I divorced my muse in a cold shower with a sharp elbow, a porcelain barrier. He said it hurts him to have sex. I'd say I hate him, but that's not true. In reality, is whatever I want to say it is. Except that, with clenched fist, I broke his jaw, screaming into a pillow. I refuse to look in the mirror, with mascara dripping. But how much more can I milk him from six weeks ago? Six, 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 sex, sex, sex. Lucifer, I said your name. Morning star, a conjuration. Am I not holy enough for a conjugal visit? I conjure you. In the name of all that is holy, come down to meet me. But really, I attract more moths with candlelight or a computer screen, forgetting about you completely. Like the Pacific waves or a cloudless blue sky in Marfa, Texas. Next poem, it's called Black. let's try this again obsidian insidious that you'd answer your phone right in front of me the high priestess walks a blue healer without a leash three wolves at a crossroads and his moon in capricorn hecate i said i'd never date a ginger but here i am barking at footsteps playing the same playlist until it makes me sick. I don't even like you. Oh, yes, I do. But my father raised me better than to fall in love with all that glitters that is not gold. Like I'd longed for pyrite when it's everywhere in the riverbed. The clay nourishes my skin, but I wouldn't wear a clay mask for the rest of my life. Or date a man just because he has long hair. Or would I? Walk around the store just so I could charge my phone on a box of candles or smoke a cigarette because it reminds me of you. Next poem is called Sin. A third eye spy. But I'd rather live in delusion. You pulled a wave over my eyes. A non-dimensional conception. How every man desires me. And I love working on the Sabbath Eve To wake up before dawn and breathe, incorporating substance. A separate belief until I dismember a ghoulish green. All right, there is, there are a couple more poems, but I don't know if I'm going to read those. And yet I still, okay, all right, I'm not going to read this. Okay, so anyway, yes, welcome to Thousand Sarah Smiths. This is a comedic podcast about spirituality. Yay, Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Last week was a spicy one, right, guys? I attribute that to the astrology for the day. I realized after the fact I was like whoa I was channeling that Mars square Saturn something about uh, what was it Mercury conjunct Mars also so that was a very spicy episode I liked it though and we are continuing our spiciness with the herbs uh, today's herb is cinnamon yes cinnamon So here we have our good friend cinnamon. So what's cool about cinnamon is that it is a sacred plant. It's actually mentioned a few times in the Bible. So, I have looked them up. So, the first instance of cinnamon that we see in the Bible is with the holy anointing oil that's mentioned in Exodus chapter 30. So, this is the sacred oil that the priests would wear before they enter the Holy of Holies. And I have heard it said that in accordance with the Shekinah, remember the divine Yahweh's wife, right? That there was found early on in um on altars to her there there would be like there was residue of cannabis and also that this sacred oil that the priest would make actually has activating ingredients that well let's say help you get higher and so perhaps in the holy of holies they would burn um they would burn cannabis as well as anointing themselves with this holy oil, one of the ingredients, including cinnamon. Um, it's also interesting, earlier on in, in Exodus 30, it talks about the construction of the altar um, being made with acacia wood. And as we know, acacia um, produces DMT, also known as dimethyltryptamine. Um, so it's interesting that the altar was made from this acacia And then this holy anointing oil, um, having these uh, psychoactive ingredients, though I will say this is not like I'm not one of those people that's like, yeah, all the priests were all the high priests were like actually high. I don't believe that. Because I do know from firsthand experience that the real day in, day out work of prayer and meditation, devotion and contemplation, actually like you can't be fucking high all the time. It's required that your mind be able, that you be able to do these things without the substance. Okay. So it's like, nobody nobody's just like on mushrooms all the time praying all the time okay it's the real day-to-day work and you can actually achieve these altered states through devotion without any type of drug or substance and i say that as uh just for today next sunday i will have nine months clean clean no marijuana no mushrooms no lsd no alcohol no cocaine, no amphetamines, no benzos, no opioids. And I feel happier and freer than I have in my entire life. And it's not just because I'm clean. It's because I'm also doing the spiritual work that goes along with the process of recovery. And so whether it's a 12-step or whether it's my own prayer and meditation and contemplative practice the process of recovery requires like every area of my life has had to change and that's part of like not going out and doing comedy anymore that's part of like you know not hanging out with a lot of the same people that I used to hang out with that's a lot of you know peeling away these old desires that don't satisfy but leave me like feeling empty it's like leaving me You know, 110 pounds, living in a trap house, no ass, high as hell, slowly committing suicide. And to the point where I was so fucking high that I actually legit was contemplating suicide. That's my own experience. I'm not saying that all drugs are like that and that you're always going to have that experience. But when, based on my own experience was like at the end of the road, thinking that the drugs and that the substance were going to give me everything. I had a very rude awakening. It was very fucking rude. Because I still have to do the work. I still have to wake up, say my prayers, meditate, do yoga, eat a healthy diet, go out in the sunshine. Recovery is like a multi-pronged approach. I have to talk about how I'm feeling. Right? Like maybe it's a 12-step program. Maybe it's therapy. I have to get to the root. Of the disease to help me. Abstinence is not enough. Abstinence would make me go fucking crazy. I've done shit clean that what would, you wouldn't even know that I was clean. I would be acting the same way as if I was on drugs. The first time I tried to get clean a couple years ago, I was doing just as much crazy shit not on drugs as I was whenever I was on drugs because I wasn't actually recovering. I was just abstaining from the drug. They say that it's a mental disease with a spiritual solution. And so I'm grateful because now I have spiritual solutions that are available to me and none of it is separate, right? Like eating healthy is a spiritual act calling a sponsor. If you're in a 12 step, like working a step, like putting pen to paper, like going to a meeting. I try to not turn this podcast too much into 12, you know, it's like a lot of y'all know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, y'all know that I'm in recovery Um, I keep it anonymous in terms of like which program I'm actually a part of because there's a bunch. There's a bunch of different um, anonymous programs and anonymity is a spiritual principle. Um, I'm just sharing my own experience. So however, all of that to say that these herbs and plants and substances are also spirits themselves and can be worked with shamanically and spiritually and responsibly. And so even if the high priests were getting a little high in the Holy of Holies, um, they were doing so according to particular protocol, and they weren't high all the time. I can guarantee you that. Um, There's still the day-to-day footwork. So yes, so cinnamon. So here in the Bible, yes, okay, uh, the holy anointing oil that the Lord, (laughs) quote-unquote, gave to Moses this um, recipe, Uh, Exodus 30, starting at uh, verse 22. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels of sweet smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. You shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the laver and its base. You shall consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. So this is the holy oil of consecration. This is like the consecrating of the temple by touching these items with this very holy oil. It wasn't used in just like your day-to-day like perfume. Um, And so, and then also the priest's were anointed with this oil, Aaron as well, um, the high priest, um, and then in going back to the Psalms, Psalm one thirty four or one thirty three, it talks about this holy anointing oil. Let's see here, or Aaron being anointed with the oil. Psalm one thirty three. If you wish to be welcomed everywhere you go, you would pray Psalm 133 seven times over rose oil and anoint your face. And then that psalm has a reference to this holy anointing oil and um, Aaron being anointed with it. I'm going to go ahead and skip the other references to cinnamon in the Bible because I already read the Song of Solomon. And so getting to the actual medicinal and practical uses of cinnamon. I'm getting this information from Alchemy of Herbs by Rosalie de Foray. Also looks like Rosalie of the Forest is what her last name is. It's like, is that a real name? Rosalie of the Forest. Rosalie de la Foray. So cinnamon has lots of different and very useful benefits. It's great for um, diarrhea. That's right. If you have a kid who has diarrhea, um... Cinnamon is very helpful because it can, it's an antimicrobial and it can tone the intestines as well as help to avoid dehydration. So, if you have a child who um, has diarrhea and is getting dehydrated, maybe just like a quarter of a teaspoon of cinnamon um, helps the shit to not go down so fast. You can quote me on that. And cinnamon is also great for a fever because it helps to, um, it externally feels cold, but okay. Yeah. So cinnamon is ideal art because it warms the outer body and stops excessive sweating and tones the intestines. So if you have a fever and you got the like chills, but you're like hot and then you're cold and you're hot and you're cold, uh, try a little bit of cinnamon, um, can help you with that fever cinnamon also as you might remember from the poem earlier is great for your teeth and your gums and i i knew a woman when i was in east texas last year who said that she was going to the dentist a lot and then she started brushing her teeth with cinnamon and the dentist came back and was like, holy shit, what have you been doing? Like all your plaque is gone. And so brushing your teeth, if you have a toothache, uh, if you have any type of like gum issues, brushing with cinnamon, also flossing, hello. But also flossing and brushing with cinnamon can be very helpful for um, any toothaches or gum problems. Um, And then cinnamon is also beneficial if you have type two diabetes. It can help with your blood sugar. And um, it says in here that the recommended amounts are one to six grams per day. But if you're on a blood thinner, it's probably suggested to not take a medicinal amount of cinnamon because cinnamon also is a blood thinner. So if you're on a prescription, also, I'm not a doctor. You'll know this. Okay. Um, whatever. So that's your takeaway. Okay. So cinnamon is my biggest thing with the practical uses of cinnamon would be that It's good for my teeth and my gums, and it's also good for boosting my mood, helping with my blood sugar, or if I have a fever. Yes. And then another information from the Herbal Healing Handbook by Sarah Dwin Greenleaf says that cinnamon is truly a power spice. Just half a teaspoon daily can dramatically reduce blood glucose levels in those with type 2 diabetes and lower cholesterol. So there's another source saying that cinnamon helps with those with type 2 diabetes. In this same book, under the section of Herbal Enchantment, um, it is said that cinnamon refreshes and directs spirituality. It is also a protection herb and handy for healing, money, love, lust, personal power, and success with work and creative projects. So maybe if you're making a love incense, right, you could add some cinnamon in there because as we know from the Song of Solomon, cinnamon, myrrh, aloes, casia. So all of these herbs and spices and resins can be used to make a love incense. And we also know that cinnamon can be used for money because we've talked about that, right? Did we talk about that in the money a money drawing incense with the bay leaf? You could make an incense with bay, basil and cinnamon with your herbs from your pantry and that can be used as a money drawing incense. You could also place a little bit in your wallet. And then also in terms of like, uh, if you're using a cinnamon essential oil, it's energetic, spicy, and warm. It stimulates the mind as well as the body. So maybe you're like feeling a little bit stumped in terms of like uh, you're learning or reading and you're feeling a little bit drained mentally. Uh, Try some cinnamon. I know that in Hildegard von Bingen she has these little cookies that are good for your memory and brain and uh, cinnamon is one of the ingredients in it. And then I also associate cinnamon with like cinnamon and orange for some reason is resonating with me with the planet Mercury um, in terms of learning and communication and knowledge. And then cinnamon is also an ingredient in Jupiterian incense. So Jupiter is a planet that we often associate with money, um, expansion, abundance. So when we're thinking about the holidays and like Thanksgiving and like big meals and the scent of cinnamon in the house, it's like, these are very like raising vibrations, like abundance and gifts and like, right. So are you getting the drift? Okay. And then Finally here in Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, Um, cinnamon um, is associated with Venus, Aphrodite. Hello, this is no surprise given all of that Song of Solomon um, imagery that we saw. I could say more about that. There's a lot of imagery that's associated with Venus in that in the Song of Solomon, particularly in uh, chapter four, the mention of goats and then a few other things. So cinnamon is associated with Venus and Aphrodite. And also the powers of spirituality, success, healing, psychic powers, lust, protection, and love. So as we already mentioned, cinnamon oil was part of the holy anointed anointing oil used by the Hebrews. Um, and then Egyptians also used cinnamon during the mummification process. Magical uses. Cinnamon, when burned as an incense raises high spiritual vibrations, aids in healing, draws money, stimulates psychic powers, and produces protective vibrations. Cinnamon is also used in making sachets and infusions for this purpose. So you can burn cinnamon to raise the vibrations, even a pumpkin spice candle, right? Like even from your Dollar General, that scent of cinnamon like raises the vibrations of your home. Or you could Get yourself some charcoal, you know, some Three Kings, like, you know, the instant-like charcoal, not necessarily the charcoal that you'd use uh, on your grill, though I guess you could use that. It just takes longer. Um, And then you could burn some cinnamon on there to raising the vibrations of your home, um, to drawing in money. You could sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon in your wallet to draw some money in. Maybe you could like say a psalm, right so maybe like psalm 65 or you can go to the previous seasons and look at which psalms are going to be good for like abundance i'm thinking of psalm 114 if you go back and listen to that episode um i'm pretty sure i start to give you an idea of how to make a mojo bag for having luck and success in business go back and listen to that episode psalm 114 you write down and you carry it with you so you could add that into a mojo bag, right? Write down Psalm 114, get yourself a little cloth bag, put some cinnamon in there, maybe some cinnamon oil, maybe a couple of coins, maybe some magnetic sand, okay? You catching the drift? So cinnamon is great for drawing money, um, raising our vibrations, it can stimulate psychic powers, as well as the practical uses that we know for helping with fever, as well as if we have any gum or teeth aches, as well as if we um, have type 2 diabetes. Perhaps cinnamon will be our good friend and dad. And yes, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, Make sure to subscribe and to share with your friends. We will continue to dive into many more herbs and spices and their practical and magical uses. And as is tradition now for this season, I shall reread to you the poem that I wrote in honor of our good friend Cinnamon. At minimum, Cinnamon has many a pleasant use for fever and digestion, or if you have a sore tooth, brush your gums with cinnamons, or ingest for diabetes type two. But most of all, perhaps you know, cinnamon raises our vibrations. Burn a pinch on a bit of charcoal or prepare yourself a libation holy and sacred is this bark helping priests to get even higher or sprinkle some inside your wallet if it's money that you require from the shekinah to psychic powers we truly love this spice for drawing coins and protective virtues, cinnamon sure is nice.
1: Thank you. Thank you.